بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. فاسي تو ما برادرز وسستز هي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. My brothers and my sisters, we should understand that from the beginning of man's creation till the day of judgment, the greatest war and the greatest battle is one battle. So all the different wars, battles, differences, arguments, frictions, all the differences you see in the world come from this one battle that started, one war, and one big war that started. This big war was between Adam, uh, between Adam salam, and Iblis. And Iblis created it. Iblis created that war. And unfortunately, Adam salam, became the victim of that war, the first victim of that war. His wife became the second victim of that war. His children became the third victim of that war. And Iblis promised, and he took an oath, not an ordinary oath. He took an oath in front of the creator himself, the greatest of all. And he said, I will do my every best. I'll do my every best to take all of them, Adam and all his progeny, all his progeny, everyone that is born from him, I'll try and take them all to Jahannam. That is his absolute vow. And he has been ever since then till today at that war. So you have to understand that everything that goes between humans, the differences we have, the racism that starts, the times we have people being arrogant, the zulm and the oppression we have, the times that people uh, get to a height in their lives that they, they can think they can become cruel, the times when people disobey others, disregard laws, all of this comes from this one war. Now, we have to understand that we are here in the midst of that. But we've got some good news. The good news is that the devil, Iblis, and all of his jinns with him, and all of those who are with him, and the, don't forget, there are, Iblis has got jinns with him, and Iblis has got humans with him. It's very clear. So don't ever think that Iblis and his crew are all invisible. Iblis and part of his crew are invisible, and Iblis and part of his crew are visible. Because what they do is eventually, they will, they will take human beings, and they will turn them into human devils. The Quran has talked about this. If you look at the last ayah of the Quran, it says that the last few ayats, So he exists amongst the jinns and he exists amongst the human beings. So there are real human beings that have turned into devils. Like their whole mission is to be devilish. Their whole nature is to be animalistic. Now, the good news is Allah has said in the Holy Quran, the, the traps that Iblis will set up, the plans he will set up are weak. But the bad news is that he can trick us to not even know that these are plans and traps. That's, that's the game that he plays. So his traps are very weak, that you can see right through them. But the trick he'll play with us is that he'll make us believe that it's not a trap. So what did he do with Adam alayhi salam? 
Adam was living in Jannah very peacefully. The best place ever created ever in the, in the existence. What Allah created, the best place ever. Adam had no worries. He had nothing to worry about. His wife, Hawa, was created. Both of them roamed around in Jannah. They had nothing to worry. Now Iblis had to make them believe that his trap was not a trap. So what he did is he made them go near the forbidden tree. It was a forbidden tree, we all know. But what he did is he knew, he found a way. He knew that Adam was very pure. His heart was very, very pure. Adam never heard a lie in his life, never heard anyone lie, never even had a concept of a lie in his mind. And what's worse is for someone to lie by saying, Wallahi, I'm being very honest with you. That would be impossible. He never had that concept. So all of a sudden, one day, he sees Iblis talking to him. Now, there's different tafasir here, how Iblis came in. But nonetheless, we know from the Quran, Iblis said, وَقَاسَمَهُمَا إِنِّي لَكُمَا لَمِنَ النَّاصِحِينَ Iblis said, Wallahi, I swear by Allah that what I'm telling you is the absolute truth and I'm being very sincere with you that if you eat from this tree, takuna malakain aw takuna min al-khalidin. You'll either become two angels like all the other angels you've seen. And that's why it's forbidden for you. Aw takuna min al-khalidin or you will live forever and ever and ever and ever. And that's why it's forbidden because you're mortal at the moment. The moment you eat from that tree you'll become immortals. Now, when he said, Wallahi, I'm telling you that I'm being very, very sincere for you, that's when Adam thought, well, you know what? He's saying, Wallahi, by Allah swearing, somebody can't lie with these words. So he took the forbidden fruit and he ate and his wife ate and we know the rest is history. They had to come, back down, come down to this earth. Now there's a big lesson in it for us, which is there are many things around us that shaitan has set as a trap for us and he tells us, that you know what? Eh, there's nothing wrong with this. There's many things that are around us. Many things in all our lives that are around us. Because Iblis' mission is to take us straight to Jahannam. So for example, he will show a person, let's say for example a young man, he will show a woman or a girl, he'll put them in contact with one another and he'll play inside saying that I'm doing the right thing. Obviously, there's no nikah there, it's, it's haram. But he'll say, I'm doing the right thing. I'm trying to be good to this person. I'm trying to save this person. I'm trying to be protective over this person. Many things, the ideas he'll put in the head. I'm trying to uh, provide for this person. I'm trying to give money to this person. The person doesn't have money. Or this person needs advice and I'm giving the advice. Or this person is vulnerable and I'm there to protect the person. I'm there to help the person. So all these ideas in the head because his real idea is something else. That's the whole thing about, about Iblis. So Allah has said in the Holy Quran, He has said, Khutuwati Shaitan. He said, Iblis, when he comes along, or his Shaitan comes along, he'll never show you his ultimate plan straight away. Never. He will show you, he will show you a, a one step, one step at a time. But what the step he shows you looks very good. The next step looks okay. The next step looks okay, 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 okay. And suddenly, you know, you're there in the in the den of Iblis and he's taking you out. But he has many steps and he takes you slowly. There are many traps that he has. There are people amongst us who 
Iblis said once, he said, well, you know what? This thing, it's okay, it's enjoyable. It might be, it might be cigarettes, it might be drugs, it might be alcohol, it might be gambling, it might be any addiction whatsoever. And what he tells the person is, look, all I'm going to do is see what other people find in this, that's it. He'll put an idea in the head. His real idea is something else. His real plan is something else. But he'll always put something else in your head and make you believe that what I'm doing right now is okay. So he'll say, well, let me taste it once. Let me take it in once. Let me see, let me feel what other people feel. Let me just gamble once. Let me take the bottle once. Let me just take a sip. Or he might put it in, in a person's head, look, I've got so many problems. I've got problems that I can't take. Oh my, I need to forget about these problems. I need to, my head spinning. I can't take all of this. And Iblis makes this person believe that their problems are much greater than what they are. And the only way to get away from those problems is to drink the alcohol or to take the narcotics, take the drugs, or to go and gamble, or to go and, you know, spend some time watching something which is haram on a device, or to go out there and meet people that are haram, or to deal with people that are haram. Iblis says, you know, just go and have some fun. Take your mind of things. I know brothers who have told me that it was their problems that led them to their addictions. People have, people have problems. We all, we all have problems. In fact, we all have problems. But Iblis' way would be to make you believe that your problems are greater than what you can manage. And the only way to get out of that is to get into this. Now, once you take that once and you like it, let's say you liked it, whatever it was, because all addictions have got a sweetness in it. No one can say that addictions don't have sweetness in it. Whether it's gambling, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's porn, whether it's any other addiction people have, that is something which is enjoyable. It is sweet. And once the sweetness is tasted, Iblis says, well, you know what? Do it a sec Let's do it a second time because we've got so many problems, isn't that? He might even put in the head, Allah will understand. To many people, he does that. Allah will understand. Allah knows what kind of problems I'm going in. I'm going through. Allah knows that I'm, I'm really, you know, thick and thick in this, in this matter. Allah is also, now what he'll do is another, another way he'll say, he said, Allah is ghafoor. He is the most of forgiving. He forgives every sin. He is, you know, merciful to the limits that you, you know, there's no limits to how merciful he is. And you know what? If I do this, I'll just turn back to Allah and I'll say sorry. So I'll say astaghfirullah. But then what he's doing is, he's making you back to the addiction and back to astaghfirullah. Back to addiction, back to And then soon, you feel very bad because you feel like a hypocrite. And soon, you, before you know it, now you can't get out of the addiction. Now the addiction is swallowing you up. No matter how many times you go back to Allah with istighfar, it's swallowing you up. What was his real plan? His real plan was to make you like this. Completely drown you in this. But what did he tell you in the beginning? I need this. This is my way out. This is how I'm going to feel that, 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 that I'm going to have my emancipation and I'm going to release myself. And Iblis will have these traps. Another one. Because I know the Adhan will go off now. So some announcement to be made. Another one. If he can't get you into sin, one of his other one's plans before he gets you into sin is to get you into ghafla. 
Ghafla is when you're not thinking of Allah Azza wa Jal, when you're absent-minded of the Akhirah, you're not thinking of Quran, no Salah, no Dhikr, no, nothing to do with the Akhirah, to the ne- with the next life. His main time, if he can't get you to sin, he'll try and get you with this. So his thing is that, look, I've got to get this person into Ghafla. And a lot of you sitting here will say, well, what's wrong with me sitting here, not thinking about the Akhirah, not thinking about Dhikr, you know, I don't need to do it all the time. Fine. So there you are. You're either reading a book. book. Reading a book is fine. I understand that. But let's say you have long periods of time. You're reading a book. Or you're in a magazine. Or you're on your tablet. Or you're on your phone. Or you're browsing through the websites. Or you're on YouTube. You're on Facebook. You're browsing through videos. And you're watching. Or you're playing games. You're on your PlayStation 4. You're on your Xbox. You're on other games. You're watching films. You're watching movies. You're spending time with people. You're talking to them. You're talking to them. You're, you're talking to one, talking to another one. Then it's WhatsApp. Then you're messaging this one, that one. This one messages you. That one messages you. And you're constantly talking, talking, conversing. Everything is halal. My friend, everything is halal. But there is an underneath plan that Iblis has. Which is the more amount of this he can put in your life, and you're detached from the Akhirah, detached from Allah, detached from Dhikr, detached from remembrance, now the grounds are ready for his injections. Grounds are ready to make you sin. You've got to understand, one of the greatest uh, problems a human will have on this earth, in, and one of the greatest reasons why a human becomes bad, is because he detaches himself from Allah Azza And through all these means, Although it's all halal, look, it's all halal. WhatsApp is halal. Talking to normal people is halal. Playing games is halal. Watching a movie here and then, something else, you know, you can say, oh, this is fine, documentary, this, that, I'm watching this, I'm doing that. It's all halal. But if you have a long time of all of this throughout your day, then you're in ghafla. You're absent-minded from the dhikr of Allah. You're heedless, you have got no, you're, you're heedless, you have got nothing in your mind that you're reminding yourself of your mission, of where you're going. And then through that, what Iblis will do, he's got the perfect ground and fertilization to try and make you then sin. I'll continue, inshallah, in the, in the little khutbah, there's a couple of announcements, and love the other, inshallah. إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد يقول الله عز وجل في القرآن العظيم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فَوَسْوَسَ لَهُمَا الشَّيْطَانِ لِيُبْدِيَ لَهُمَا مَا بُرِيَ عَنْهُمَا مِنْ سَوْآتِهِمَا وَقَالَ مَا نَهَاكُمَا رَبُّكُمَا عَنْ هَذِهِ الشَّجَرَةِ إِلَّا أَنْ تَكُونَا مَلَكَيْنِ أَوْ تَكُونَا مِنَ الْخَالِدِينَ وَقَاسَمَهُمَا إِنِّي لَكُمَا لَمِنَ النَّاصِحِينَ صدق الله العظيم and the war of Iblis he has against human beings. His one and only mission is to take us to Jahannam with him. And our mission is to go to Jannah. Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Holy Quran, Wallahu yad'u ila salam. Allah calls you to the abode of peace. And the abode of peace is Jannah. Allah says in the Holy Quran, Wallahu yad'u ila al-jannati wal-maghfirati bi-idhni. 
Allah's call to you is that you come to his forgiveness and you go to you come to Jannah. And Allah says in the Holy Quran in another part, Shaitan is calling his own army, his party, his group. He he is actually inviting them and saying, Come and let's be part of the hell, part of hellfire. His mission, he knows he's going to go to hellfire. He wants to take as many of us he can to hellfire. Now, as I was saying before the khutbah, that one of the biggest things that he's got with that he can use against us, even if he can't make a sin immediately, is to put us into ghafla. Now, ghafla is actually a disease. It's a disease that grows without you even noticing how it grows. The more a human is in ghafla, ghafla means that I'm not thinking of Allah. I'm not thinking of the akhirah. I'm not thinking of death. I'm not, I'm not engaging in the remembrance of the Quran. I'm not engaging in the remembrance of Allah. I'm in ghafla. I'm in absent-mindedness. I'm, I'm in the state where now I have, have got that connection. We, I have a connection with Allah, but at the moment it's not on. It's like when you have got electricity. If you switch it on, if you, if you, plug, if you put the uh, plug into the socket or any device you've got, you switch, you switch it on, then the electricity passes right through the wire into the device. Now that device is working, it's ready, because the electric connection is there. But if you go up to the socket and you switch it off, the connection is there. But right now the electricity doesn't pass through, and therefore the device doesn't work. The same way, my heart is like a device. And Allah Azza wa Jal from there is my source to keep myself awake. My real mission, why I'm here, everything of what I'm doing and where I'm going. Now if I remember Allah, then the switch is on. The nur of Allah will pass from Allah Azza wa Jal. His light and His hidayah, His guidance will pass through and it will keep me alive. If I decide to be in ghafla and at that moment I'm not thinking of Allah, I'm a Muslim, I've got the connection with Allah, but the wire is not live. My connection is not live. So therefore, I'm a device here, but I'm not connected to Allah Azza wa Jal. This is the moment when shaitan takes advantage. With all of us, he takes advantage. He just needs to find us in ghafla, put us in ghafla. If he can, he'll make us get into a habit every day where we're spending several hours in ghafla without realizing it. And, and it's all halal. The thing is, it's, very, it's a very subtle trap. It's all halal. And what shaitan does is, he waits, he waits till we get into a lot of ghafla, then he starts to come and start his whispers. His whispers can be of many kinds. His whispers can be that I want to do this thing more and my parents are not allowing me to do it. Therefore, my parents are someone who, you know, the people that I don't really like. His whispers can be that I, at this moment, want to relax. I want to spend more time to myself. And these people are telling, putting pressure on me and therefore you know, they want me to work and I don't want to work and laziness creeps in. And shaitan has got another plan for this person to become more lazy and then he'll take you out. I have done my, the other, the other way he works is, I have already done my salah. I'm praying five times a day. I don't need to do anymore. That's a whisper. Shaitan has made you believe you've done enough. Whether you're doing, let's say, a few pages of the Quran every day, a bit of zikr every day, maybe you're doing your five salahs every day. The whisper is that I'm okay, I'm comfortable, I don't need to do more. That's the shaitan's trap there. Therefore, after my salah, I can go out there and I can spend more and more time on these devices and on these things which ultimately put me into ghafla. 
But you know what? I've done enough for the akhirah. That's a whisper. That's a direct way a, a shaitan will take a human being out. Or for example, I'm in my house. My wife's in my house. My children are in my house. Everybody slowly, slowly is in different moments of ghafla. Then what he does is he puts the husband into one small addiction or one small habit that he wants to do. And the wife into another one. The children have their own habits. After a few years, they are so sucked into what they're doing, they, don't, they cannot stand each other. He will make the husband have a, 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 an argument with the wife, whether it's to do with spending too much money or spending it on things that she's not supposed to spend it on. Or the wife will have an argument with the husband, whether he's coming too late from outside because he's spending so much time with his friends and other places and he's not giving his due time at home. Whatever it is, shaitan has found grounds now because he got her into one ghafla there with money and spending. He got him into another ghafla with friends and games and too much of it. And then now he brings friction into the house. Many ways that he plays and he comes down to us. But ultimately, he's putting us at war. So what is the solution to all of this? The solution is the antidote of ghafla. The antidote of ghafla is dhikr of Allah. Now when I say dhikr of Allah, a lot of you might think, oh, it's tasbih. No. Dhikr of Allah is to connect my mind with Allah Azza wa To think about Allah. To remember Him. To praise Him. To connect up with Him. To make dua to Him. To stand in prayer and to be devoted to Him. To open the Qur'an and take lessons from the Qur'an. And lessons of the Akhirah and the seriousness Allah talks about. To actually sit there and contemplate about my Akhirah. To think about death. To think about the afterlife. To think about Jannah, Jahannam. To think about my real life. To think about what's beyond death. All of this is the dhikr of Allah. All of this is dhikr of Allah. To listen to lectures that wake me up. To listen to something that makes me feel a connection to Allah. To listen to something that will make me feel that I really need to make, do more in my life to put myself again connected to Allah. That is all dhikr of Allah Azza wa To pick up the tasbih or to sit down and to, to, to say again, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah. To actually spend some time just thinking about Allah my creator. That is all dhikr. This is the antidote to all of shaitan's work. Because once you remember Allah, you're out of ghafla. You're out of, you know, heedlessness. You're out, you're out of this bound of shaitan's fertilization. Once you're out of that, then shaitan finds it very difficult to come to a human being. In fact, the, the, the hadith in Tirmidhi says that when you're in the remembrance of Allah, then shaitan cannot even come to you. So the, so the one thing that we need to do more and more of is in all these things is to actually make the mind connect to Allah Azza wa Jal. Now, you might say to me, but, but I'm already doing that, and I don't see results. I'll tell you why you're not seeing results. Every person here has got a different weight. Every person here has got a different metabolism. And every person here has got a, a different diet, a different set of foods that we eat, and a different lifestyle that we, we lead. Let's say, for example, I was to say to you right now, we all need to lose weight. And we're all going to follow the same program to lose weight. We're all going to go to the gym for about an hour a day. We're all going to change our dietary. Whatever we're going to do, we're going to make you know, forms of exercise and so on. Now, if I gave that to you, we know straight away that some of us will do it exactly like I said it. Some of us will do less than an hour. Some of us will do more than an hour. Some of us, even though we're doing the hour, I'm already obese. If I'm obese... 
It's going to take me a longer time to get to normal size than a man who's not obese. If a man is not obese, he's slightly, he's slightly got a little bit of overweight, but he goes to the gym, same hours, same thing, you, we, know the, you, we know the results. But let's say, for example, the person who's actually going there for two hours a day in the gym, his metabolism is actually, is actually slow. Though he eats a little bit, he puts a lot of weight on. He's got that against him. All of this you can use to understand the dhikr of Allah. Some of us have got so much ghafla in our minds. It's like the weight. It's like the weight of the body. So much of it in our minds. We need a lot of dhikr to get ourselves out of that. A lot of dhikr to put ourselves again connected to Allah and away from shaitan. Some of us do a little bit of dhikr and alhamdulillah we, we, we're fine. We're going ahead and we're connected with Allah. We can feel it. Some of us have been sinful. We've been, we've been sinning a long time. That's like a person clogging up their arteries with food. We've been sinning. And then we come to the dhikr of Allah. Now, for us to now get, get all that out of our system, it's going to take a lot of heavy duty dhikr or remembrance or connection with Allah to get ourselves out of the nature of sin. And if you think that I'm in an addiction, I'm sinning and I need to get out of this, how do I get out of this? The moment you do more dhikr, then you do sinning or you have ghafla, that's the moment you will automatically start to overcome everything. It's like saying, how do you lose weight? Well, the moment your intake of food is less than the outtake of the energy from your body that you burn off, the moment that happens, you're losing weight. We all know this. That's, that's the arithmetic of losing weight. That the intake becomes less than the outpour of whatever is going from your, from your body. Whether it's sweat, whether it's burning it off, however you, you do it. Once, once you've got the balance right, you'll be fine. So to all of us, the moment my connection with Allah and remembrance, zikr and so on is more than all the other sinning and all the other things going on in my life, then I will escape shaitan. I will get to Allah Azza wa Jal. I will be connected to the Akhirah. I will be running far ahead towards my own, own remembrance of Allah Azza wa Jal. I will actually enjoy this. I will want to get to Allah Azza wa Jal and enjoy my time with Him and with Jannah, inshallah, bi'idhnillah. Hope that message is clear. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa nasta'hadih. Nashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa nashadu anna muhammadin abduhu rasoolu amma ba'd. Inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallim taslima. Allahumma salli ala muhammad wa ala ala muhammad. Kama sallita ala ibrahima wa ala ala ibrahima innaka hamidun majid. اللهم إنا نسألك من الخير كله عاجله وآجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم ونعوذ بك من الشر كله عاجله وآجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم ونسألك اللهم ما سألك منه عبدك ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك مما تعوذ منه عبدك ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون كل الله يذكركم ولا ذكر الله تعالى أولى وأهم وأكبر وأقيم السلام <تصفيق>